Hey there, it's me, Miss Cadabra. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to take the time to address a challenging topic that's been on my mind since mid-June. It brings me extreme sadness and disbelief to say that during the month of June, my family and I have fallen upon devastating times that have made it extremely hard to keep creating content and be active online. On Juneteenth, my husband received the devastating news that his father had passed away after unexpectedly suffering a series of heart attacks in the same day. After an untimely passing the day after Father's Day, I found myself beside myself as to what to do, but instead of going offline for a while, I wanted to take this time to emphasize the importance of heart health and exercise in our daily lives. Losing our loved ones to heart complications is an unbearable pain that nobody should have to go through. However, one in five deaths every day is related to heart complications. The best thing we can do to preserve our own health is balance our diets, drink water, and exercise. The best thing we can do to preserve the health of those we cherish is to support positive lifestyle changes they wish to make and encourage healthy eating and exercise. Things can change on a dime like it has for me and my family. And of course, we can't control everything, but it's important for us to take control of the things we can help in our lives just to make things easier on us and those we love as we get older. In honor of his love for the podcast and unwavering support of the show, I partnered with the American Heart Association to host the Heart to Heart fundraiser and loving memory of Jay, aka Papa Cadabra. The minimum you're able to donate through the Instagram fundraiser is $5, but any amount is indescribably appreciated. And even if you can't donate, because I completely understand, it would still mean the world to me if you shared this fundraiser with a loved one or just somebody who means as much to you as Jay meant to my family and I. And thanks to a recent collaboration with Oscar of Mycelia Limiting, the podcast has been bestowed the great opportunity to beef up the incentive for Colorado Springs-based listeners only. Oscar has been generous enough to donate summer 2023 Mycology Grow Kits to the first five listeners or supporters of the show that are interested in Mycelia Unlimited arranging a pickup of a kit for you with a donation of $40 to this fundraiser. With that kit, a little motivation, and basic cultivation knowledge, you'll be empowered to cultivate your own fruits. My intentions are to host the Heart to Heart fundraiser up until the memorial services are held in August, so you have plenty of time to make a change if you can't do so at this time. All proceeds are directly given to the American Heart Association to put towards lowering the rate of death associated with heart complications. A donation is by no means mandatory. Just taking the time to listen to this already means the world to me. But if you want to, to donate, please head over to Smoke to Smoke's backup page, Smoke to Smoke underscore productions on Instagram and hit the button in the show's bio to donate. Take care and stay lifted. Thank you for your time. Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. 
I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I'm going to have to ask you to leave for now. But when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. With today's special bonus episode, you are in for a treat. Today, we return with the very first Puff and Play in a very long time, just in time to go head-to-head with your fellow snap-and-pull super aficionados and crumble connoisseurs and get educated while y'all get medicated. We're starting off the fun and games, making a return with the great dab where contestants will have their hand at defending a variety of silly topics, followed by playing some 710 trivia that'll highlight a few different aspects of dab day culture, while the new game, Who Do You Think I Am, makes an emergence, but don't think we're finishing off the festivities today without a smoke-to-smoke classic, better known as Strains or Things. If you're a new listener to the podcast, don't worry. Each game will be explained before we play. And if you're having a smoke sesh yourself, be sure to have a dab or two ready just so you can play along with us. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While making an immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I'm not a doctor. I'm simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now, let's light up and dig in. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the show. Tonight, we're going to have a 710 celebration, and we're celebrating in a special way by reintroducing our Puff and Play game nights to the show. I am joined today by my lovely husband, Mr. Cadabra, to help keep track of the points and stand in as a fair judge so that the odds aren't forever against pot talk. So for today's show, we've got some dedicated dabbers and concentrate connoisseurs to join in on the fun festivities. So before we get started, I need each of the guests to introduce themselves before we get into the action. So Pot Talk, please let us know who you are, what you do, and then we'll go further. What's good? It's Pot Talk. Uh, I'm just here to provide an educational and fun environment for everybody around the topics of cannabis uh, 420, 710, all of the above. And uh, yeah, just create overall an arm opening experience for cannabis for everybody. All right. And you are actually coming back to the show because you've joined us a few different times on the Puff and Play just to um, show your skills and put your knowledge to the test on how well you know 420 and 710 things, which um, we've seen in the past was. Um, We'll see what you got for us today. <laughs> I think I'm ready this time. I've, I've gained my knowledge. I've gained some knowledge, you know. <laughs> ah, okay. We got his. We got somebody that's learned up today. So next up, we gotta we gotta meet Indy. So Indy, tell us about you. What you do? You're actually a future guest on the show, but enlighten us on what you do right now and give us a little bit of a taste. What's going on, guys? It's Cindy from Vapid So. I am manager, social media director, all around 
just everything that has to do with baking so that's not baking okay and thank you so much for joining me on the show as well so also one more thing before we get started you're probably wondering a little bit about the prizes so let me tell you the winner of today's puff and play will have the pleasure of winning a dab port from the sponsors Caligar. so that way you can put your dab tools in there you, you got two little concentrate containers that come with it just so that way you got your little stash set up in a very organized neat manner we also got you a rainbow chrome dab tool that doesn't have a pointy end so you won't be stabbing your eyes out or anything unsafe and finally we've got a little hamburger shaped silicone jar to hold your dabs in just because i thought it was really cute and you needed some of the cuteness in your life too. So that's what we're gonna be um, playing for today and let's get into it. So for the first game, we'll be playing the Great Dabate. I will be naming off a grouping of items and assign each player a different side of the argument. Each player must defend why their assigned item is superior in the given situation, and we will judge who has the best argument. Players will be given a couple of minutes to discuss each topic, and the winner of each round will receive two points. For example, I'll ask something like, what's more embarrassing? Person A would be assigned to argue trying to get into someone else's car that you thought was your own, and person B would be assigned yelling at a stranger on the street that you mistook for someone you recognized. We will then take a moment to assess your arguments and pick who we think should win. Any questions? Thanks for good. Nope. All right, so first up, is it better to be the main superhero or the supervillain in a story. Pot Talk, you will be arguing if it's better to be the supervillain in a story, and Indy, you will be arguing if it's better to be the superhero in a story. Take a few minutes to decide what you want to argue, and then we'll get back to it. When you're ready, we will be starting out with Indy's argument. All right. Um. What's better to be the main character, superhero? Um, alright, so as convoluted as this answer is gonna sound, really, you never die. If you're the main character, you you know you're going to make it to the end. I've ne I've really ever seen comic books. Well, there are stories where superheroes die, let me correct myself. But if we're talking like Marvel movies or we're talking more of a movie standard type superhero um main character, usually the main character makes it to the end. Yes, you get beat up, you might get thrashed around a little bit, but you always make it out on top. It's There's always a battle, like an uphill battle, but somehow the superhero always prevails. Even if the superhero, I mean, excuse me, even if the villain has the most devious plan and finds their quote-unquote kryptonite, the, the main character always finds a way to overcome. Even if we need a little bit of help, uh, we struggle through it, we have to come back and fight him four or five times, there's always win for us. Okay, okay, that was a pretty solid argument. Yes, thanks to um, Marvel movies, it seems that the superhero will always forever win, and there is no questions about it. I feel like that's kind of been like a trope beforehand too, but now it's just kind of like with the movies and everything, it's just kind of set in stone to where I would like to see more supervillain movies, like, what was that one that, um... What did we just have? 
Carnage technically is a supervillain if you look at well Venom yeah. and Carnage. It's like an anti-hero supervillain esque movie you're supposed to get, I think, right now. Okay, okay. Fair enough. I was trying to think of a different one. I can't think of the name of it, but it had like Watchmen, the Watchmen. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. So next up, we got Pot Talk's argument. Why would it be better to be a supervillain? Let us know why. <clears throat> to keep it short and sweet, I think it'd be cool to be a supervillain, mainly because, sure, he's the bad guy, but he's the strong and the main character, the main person of the show. He kind of just brings all the action and all the the fun and entertainment in a movie all the effects to the causes to the movie that make the plot and i don't know like you know super villains are cool they got the cool colors they got the cool looks and uh they should win every now and then Okay, okay, you've given us a lot to think about here. Uh, I would say that superheroes also get some pretty cool colors too, but um, the their point about supervillains adding that um, bit of just that, that entertainment factor to the story, because I guess otherwise it would just be like, the superhero is there doing nothing, but it gives them kind of like a challenge, something to really achieve, and I guess a plot to the entire movie, like there wouldn't be a reason to have a superhero if there weren't no supervillains. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, what do you think on this? Okay, so, um, we we had a a brief chat, and Mr. Kadabra thinks that Indy should get the two points on this one. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Gonna come let's, back. Come let's back. go. All right. So next up, is cereal a soup? Indy, you will be arguing no. Pot talk, you will be arguing yes. And this time we'll be starting with pot talk's argument. So take a few moments and then let us know what you think. All right, Pot Talk, what you got? All right. So, for soup and cereal, you both use a bowl, correct? And you both use, what else? A spoon. So, and another thing is soups often, you know, have a variety of ingredients, you know, like a bunch of different things combined into one in some type of broth or liquid. And cereal pretty much is the same thing but just crunchy okay 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 um (laughs) okay okay uh you've given us a lot to think about here mostly the the bowl argument because both things do tend to use a bowl that is correct but next up we've got indy do you think that cereal is a soup we already know you're going to say no but tell us why all right so i don't think that cereal is a soup I would argue that, yes, it is in a bowl. Yes, it is a liquid base, but at the same time, it is considered a breakfast cereal. And I don't know any soups that are considered a breakfast cereal. I mean, we don't have to cook it. Yes, there are cold soups, but if you look at it, there's still cold soups you have to cook, unfortunately. You don't have to. It's just milk and cereal. I mean, there's nothing more to that than 
I, I mean, you could argue that it's a milky soup, but at the same time, not really because it's cereal. It's it's not. I don't man. I don't really have a great argument of why it's not a soup. Like I'm just walking myself into why it could be a soup. But um, I just I don't know. I just I personally don't feel like it's a soup. It, it it's just it's just hot. It's not hot. Yeah. It's exactly soup is hot. Like, that's my <laughs> that's my basic answer to that. It's a terrible answer, but <laughs> like I said, I keep walking myself into why it is a soup. <laughs> it's not a great answer. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna ask you this one. So our our options here are it's it's a soup because it's in a bowl like soup and uses a spoon like soup, or it's not a soup just because we don't feel like it's a soup. And these are very strong arguments, both of them. Uh, <laughs> what, should, what should we do about that? Um, I actually think um, I'm going to have to go with Pot Talk on this one. He brought the cold hard facts, um, the use of the bowl, use of the spoon. I thought these were very good inputs. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate factual statements over opinions of it's not a soup. <laughs> fair enough. Yes. It's very fair. Very fair. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. So it sounds like Pot Talk gets these two points this round. (laughs) Okay. So next up, um, is it better to have a pet rock or an imaginary friend? This time, Indy, you will be arguing pet rock. Pot Talk, you'll be arguing a imaginary friend. Starting out this time with the argument from Indy, take a few moments and then tell us what you think. Okay, so why is it better to have a pet rock? Um, well, you can paint your pet rock, you can decorate it, you can make it look any way you want. Yes, an imaginary friend can look as though it's an imaginary friend, so there's a an invisible person there. But a pet rock is a physical thing that you can take with you. Yes, it's a rock, but it doesn't have to be a boulder. It could be like a nice size, like, you know, a hand-sized rock where you just, you know, take it out with you, take it fishing. It could keep your paper down when you're outside. It does a lot of uses. Um, also think that a pet rock is a better friend than a imaginary friend because you can skip your pet rock. Can you skip your imaginary friend? This, this pet rock has two uses. Not only a friend, but it's a toy at the same time. And I think if you have more than one use, that's good in my eyes. Ah, so I, I like that. We need a dual purpose friend. You've got to be able to do things like be around or get skipped across water. I like these arguments. So Pot Talk, what do you have next? <clears throat> so, I think an imaginary friend would be better. Why? Because unlike a pet rock, you got to carry it everywhere. And what if I don't have any pockets or anywhere to put the rock? I don't want to hold anything in my hand. (laughs) I just want to go for a walk or a jog. But as to having an imaginary friend, it could be anything you want. A dragon, a dinosaur, alligator. A cat, a tiger, it could be whatever you want. <laughs> Literally, it's your imagination. 
Congratulations. <laughs> okay, okay. So, what do you think about this, Mr. Kadabra? Um, I feel this one's pretty close, actually. Um, I think both are good options. Um, the imaginary friend is always there with you. The rock you could leave at home, and that would be sad. I... I don't know. I, I I would like to award both points. Okay, so this this time we're going to have to do we're going to have to split it. So everybody gets one point on this one. These are pretty good arguments. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So next up, what's a worse pizza topping? Anchovies or pineapple? Pot talk. You will be arguing pineapple. Indy, you will be arguing anchovies. This time we'll be starting with Pot Talk's argument. Take a few moments and let us know what you think. All right, Pot Talk, what you got? Oh, okay. So, they're just nasty. They're supposed to be eaten nice and cold, and they're not meant to be heated up in an oven. And... I like to enjoy my pizza. I don't like that stinging feeling in my tongue while I eat some pizza. I want to enjoy my pizza with some, who knows, like uh, Parmesan. I don't know what you put on your pizza. Uh, pepperoni. I don't want to have the pineapple. That tangy, nasty feeling compared to that meaty and cheese taste. So basically so, just the flavor combinations so, don't, aren't, they are compatible. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> one's meant to be cold and one's meant to be not on the beach. <laughs> okay, but, but what if you <laughs> what, what if what if you have pizza that's cold? Would the pineapple then be acceptable to be on the pizza? Because then the pineapple is also cold like the pizza. But you still get that stabbing feeling from eating all that pineapple on your tongue. Okay, okay, there's still that. Okay, fair enough. All right, as long as you got it away around your argument, we just had to test all avenues. Indeed. So next up, Indy, why is anchovies worse? Oh, why it? Why are anchovies? Why are anchovies not worse? I mean, they're fish. They're salty. They're just. They're just. I personally don't find anchovies appealing. You have little skinny little brown things with bones in them that you put on top of your pizza. If you don't like salt, you're kind of screwed in a way because anchovies add a really big punch of saltiness to whatever you put on it. If you get it on your hands, it makes your hands smell. Your, your breath's going to smell. It's just literally going to seep through your pores in the summertime. It's just horrible, horrible, horrible all the way around, hygienically and appetize-wise. Um, have you ever seen what anchovies come in? They come packed in a can with, like, it's greasy and it's not, it's just, just not appetizing at all, personally, to me. And I don't see why anybody would want to eat a little fish body on their pizza, period. So, <laughs> I just, I don't know. If you've ever seen or tried anchovies, then you might understand what I mean when the sense of the taste is very pungent and you can't get it out of your mouth. Um, I personally would take pineapples any day uh, over anchovies, but that's just a personal, personal preference. I okay, so... Um. Yeah, I, I definitely agree more with Indy's argument than Pot Talks. Um, 
<sighs> the fish on a pizza, I think, is kind of vile. <laughs> I I think it's not even like the fish on a pizza. Like I could get down with that maybe. It's just like the bones on a pizza. Like, you know, I like my boneless pizza. I don't like none of that. Like the fish, the oil, the bones. It's all just like it's a bad combo. So And it's gonna stab your, your tongue. Just kinda like the pineapple. <laughs> oh, wait, exactly. That's a safety hazard right there. That's a, another thing that's a safety hazard. So now you're backing up Indy's argument. So now we're going to have to give the two points to Indy. There we go. It's been decided for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come back, season. It's all good. I, I mean, he gave me that point the last couple of rounds. So. Okay. So next up, next question. What's worse? Talking about only yourself for the entirety of the first date, or asking to touch the person's hair on the first date. Indy, you'll be talking about asking to touch this person's hair and pot talk. Um, you'll be talking about talking about yourself for the entirety of the date. We'll start out with Indy this time. Take a few moments. Let let us know what you think. All right, so this one is a little iffy to me anyways because I just don't like people touching me even if you ask me to touch me. But it's another thing to ask somebody to touch somebody's hair on the first date. First of all, it's a personal space thing. Even if you ask, you don't know that person. Why are you going to ask them to touch their hair? B, you don't know if that person has washed their hair or when they have washed their hair. So now you're running your hair through greasy, dirty, possibly... I hate to say this, but possibly have lice. You don't know. You never know what's on somebody's body. So I think more for me, it's a hygiene thing than anything. Like, just, I don't know. I'm kind of a German form, so I just, I don't know. I would never touch anybody's body part that I just knew and I didn't know their hygiene process. But, yeah, just point wait period. No, just that's a huge no. Just don't go. That's personal space. Don't do it. All right, so next up, let's hear what Pot Talk's got to say. Oh, all right, my bad. Uh, I think that talking about yourself on a first date would be horrible because the whole reason you're there is to get to know each other and to build a bond and a relationship with one another. So in conclusion, I think talking about yourself would be a no-go and would want the person to run away <laughs> like no they want to be with someone that's you know interested and wants to build a relationship okay okay so hmm this question was mostly inspired by um, we were watching what was this called worst cooks in america and there was this one particular guest that for some reason asked to touch the judge's hair out of left field for no reason. So we were wondering what would, what would be worse. And I think both of these are pretty bad to either just incessantly talk about yourself, but at the same time, getting, pushing that boundary and trying to touch the hair. I don't, I don't know about this one. What, what do you think? I think both arguments were very good. I honestly cannot disagree with either. So is this another one where both people get some points? That would be my call, yes. Okay, let's give out some points. You get a point, you get a point, everybody gets a point. Yes, sir. <laughs> 
All right, y'all. So next up, would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout for the rest of your life? Indy, you will talk, you'll be talking about only being able to whisper for the rest of your life. Pot talk, you will be talking about only being able to yell for the rest of your life. And again, which one would you rather do? Take a few moments, then talk about it. Starting with Indy. All right, so only being able to whisper for the rest of my life. I think I would take that or only being able to yell, only because I already talk very well. And it's, it's not actually uncommon for people to ask me to repeat myself. So talking loud to me, I'm a, I'm a quiet person. So if somebody's screaming at me or even talking in a loud manner, I feel like they're screaming at me. Yes, whispering can be annoying, and you have to open your ears and kind of listen for that person, but it also, I don't know, I get headaches when I'm around people that are, like, literally constantly screaming and talking on a loud voice, and some of my friends think they talk pretty loud voices, so it, it can be a little overbearing and too much at times, so I, I personally, I'd rather whisper for the rest of my life. Yes, I have to repeat myself. Yes, that can be kind of annoying, but I think it would be less annoying than being the annoying person who always yells. Okay, okay. <laughs> good, good argument. So, next up, Pot Talk, tell us why you would prefer to yell at the top of your lungs for the rest of your life. I would prefer to yell. Why? Because, uh, you know, you get your point across, people are heard, you know, everybody hears <laughs> you. <laughs> you don't have to speak up. And that just makes people, you know, pay attention more. You know, people are more aware of their surroundings. Uh, you know, like what if someone was about to rock across the street and there's a car coming? If you're whispering, you know, you can't help them. But if you're yelling, you know, hey, that is my argument. <laughs> that That's a very good argument. You can save somebody's life by yelling at them. You can't do that by whispering at them. Hmm. I hadn't really considered the life-saving aspect of constantly yelling at people. <laughs> um, but I think I'm going to have to go with Indy on this. She took the route of consideration, which I try to be considerate. So I would give the points to Indy for this argument. Okay, okay. Um, I think Pot Talk should still get one point because if he hadn't yelled, his no lives would have been saved. So one point. We're saving some lives out here. <laughs> I totally agree. Because I was like, oh, wow, he got me with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, for our last um, question for the debate, we must know who would win in a fight, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk? Indy, you will be arguing Elon Musk. And... Pot Talk, tell us why Jeff Bezos would win in this fight. Take a few moments and then bring us with an argument. All right, so, well, um, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. So I have Elon Musk, correct? Um, why would Elon Musk win? I mean, 
why wouldn't he win? He's Elon Musk. I mean, he's literally created Tesla. He's created SpaceX. He's actually went to space on, like, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos went to Edge of Space. We just touched space. Um, if you haven't looked on the news recently, he also is training with, I believe it's Anderson Silver, but I could be wrong with that fact. I know he's training with somebody from the MMA. So, right there, he's automatically, I think, will take the belt in the, in the way of training. Um, would it be smart? I <laughs> that could be debatable. Uh, both men are very smart men, but as if we're talking about physical and manners, I'm gonna take Elon Musk because he's training uh, for MMA fight, I believe, against um Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Oh my gosh, I can't say his name correctly. Um, so right there, it makes me a little Larry Elon. Plus, he dated Amber Heard, and to date Amber Heard, you have to like know how to protect yourself a little bit as if you have to see she likes to throw some punches there so you you gotta you gotta have a little bit of self-protection skills if you're dating somebody like that not that i forgot about that okay these are good points (laughs) damn okay now next up pot talk tell us why jeff bezos would win all right well i think jeff bezos would win because just look at him. He's a he's a demon. He he's a bigger man. He's a bigger opponent. He is more masculine and I think that with his brains, you know, he could he could come up with some movements and you know he could take more hits compared to Elon Musk. He's just a little fragile man. He and no. uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. We're going to have to fact check this real quick. How <laughs> tall is Jeff Bezos? He is five foot seven. And Elon Musk is. They are both five seven. So this is actually. Wait, no, 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 no. Musk is six one. No so, so actually. Six one, okay. Actually, the little man here is Jeff Bezos. No. Oh, but but I will say the the angle and the trajectory of the the shiny baldness of Jeff Bezos' head with the angle of the sun protruding down onto it could potentially blind Elon Musk and cause a deterrent. So there's also (laughs) that's like at least fifty stamina there. So well, what? what, We'll have to actually take our own personal um, opinions into account here on what we think, because I, <laughs> I, I think I think that Jeff Bezos could could use the blinding tactic and it would work, and then also the incessant talking tactic and that would work too. But um, what do you think? I Indy had me at the Amber Heard argument. <laughs> there's no telling what Elon had to had to dodge. Um, with dealing with Amber Heard. Also, Jeff Bezos like owned a bookstore, and that's just not really tough to me. So, and Elon Musk has a flamethrower company, so I would definitely have to go with Elon Musk. <laughs> okay, okay. So Fair I, I guess that India Fair gets enough. the points here. I did not know about that nice. flamethrower company. You guys are just putting me in the know about so much stuff here. I appreciate. It. Oh yeah, he um. I forgot which model of Tesla he released it with. I want to maybe it might even be the quad bike he released that flamethrower with, but it was quickly taken off the market. Yeah, because like who sells a flamethrower with a car? Like what is this? 
genius marketing. You, you think about it. <laughs> Who doesn't? Why, why not? Why not sell a flamethrower? <laughs> I love this. I love these ideas. Okay. Okay. This this is the not idea man here, clearly. Like with the, the the direction he's taking Twitter in to to this right here, this he's like there are no limits to what he can achieve. Hey, it's me, Kadabra. Over here at Smoke to Smoke, it fills me with such joy and excitement to bring you product reviews and interviews with amazing guests each week. And now, the show has a sponsor that's equally as excited to bring you more great content in 2023. Stand back and make way for the sponsor, Caligars. Caligars is an up-and-coming heavy hitter in the cannabis industry. We're talking about Blunt and Joint Roller Central over here as these guys have Blunt and Keith Blue in seven different flavors, Joint Rollers, Canagar Packing Kits, Glass and Wood Tips, Cones and Cannons, Blunt Wraps, and so much more. If you want to step up your rolling game, head on over to Caligars.com. And don't forget to use the brand new code CADABRA, that's C-A-D-A-B-R-A, to save yourself 10% off your future purchases. That's C-A-D-A-B-R-A at checkout. Before we get back into today's episode, let's take a quick smoke break. Today, I want to talk about some tasty dabs I picked up from a local dispensary and saved just for this special occasion. For the very first smoke break, we'll be lighting up and digging into some gelato runs by 10-6 out of Colorado Springs. So, if you're ready, let's light up and dig in. Gelato Runtz is an evenly balanced hybrid strain made from the iconic pairing of Gelato number 33 and Runtz. This strain is said to be an ideal choice for experienced cannabis consumers due to its heavy-hitting full-bodied high. The particular batch of this concentrate I got was a beautiful amber-golden color and it was a sugar wax that just, wow, it was worth the wait. And it was so easy to work with as well. It had a delicious sour citrus taste and the effects very quickly snuck up on me after a single dab. This sugar was incredibly smooth too. It didn't feel like I had the urge to cough much at all. And the flavor was subtle yet sweet. I loved how loose and pain-free of course it made me feel. I can't forget to mention that because I was just, ooh, just loosey-goosey kind of moving around. My back has been very tense all day, and as soon as it wore off, I felt it again. But while I was max relaxing with that gelato runs, I just really felt my back just, or should I say, I really didn't feel my back, and it was fucking relieving. It very quickly halted a majority of my mentally stimulating activities and forced me to unwind. With a session of gelato runs, I felt a heavy cerebral stone that made me highly giggly and easily distractible to almost a fault. 
I definitely wouldn't recommend this strain on a day where you had a whole bunch to do unless you were seshing at the very end of that day as an amazing way to unwind. Medical cannabis patients choose gelato runs when treating symptoms associated with depression, fatigue, chronic pain, stress, and nausea. The dominant terpenes in gelato runs are limonene, followed by caryophylline and linalool. That's all I've got for this smoke break. Now, let's get back to the episode. So, next up. How well do you know dabs? Want to put that knowledge to the test? Well, 710 trivia is as simple as it sounds. Guests will have up to 10 seconds to correctly guess the answer uh, to questions based around all things dab related. So first off, the very first question we have, when was 710 first entered into the Urban Dictionary? Um, oh, man. Um, first er, entered into the Urban Dictionary or first, like, came around? So, I, Urban Dictionary, I would give it 2012? Now, while technically the first entry was in 2007, this is highly disputed because that first entry didn't really say anything about dabs. It was talking about a joke, which I don't remember off the top of my head now. But um, the official entry that talked about all things 710 dab day related was in 2012. So you will actually get one point for this one. Nice. Next up, and my bad, I should have told y'all, get your buzzers ready for this one if you haven't already, just because the first one to buzz in will be the first one to be able to answer. Gotcha. Next up, what was the first official event held in celebration of 710? What was it called? <laughs> all right, all right. I like the buzzer after the answer. That's good. <laughs> 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 no, you're good. All right, Indy, do you have a guess? Would it be the 710 Cup? <laughs> It was the 710 Cup. That was the first official event that was held. And I believe that was in 2012 or 2013. We don't know. Oh, I'm not sure, honestly, on that one. Okay. Next up, name five different types of cannabis I heard pot talks, but I heard is this, I don't know what type of, I don't know how to describe it, but I heard it. <laughs> you heard it? <laughs> it's a weird You may have the same buzzer. Go ahead, pot talk. I'll let you think this one. All right. So five different types of concentrates. You got light sauce. You got butter. You got crumble. You got live rosin. And you got hash rosin. There we go. Indy, we'll also give you a chance if you can name five different ones. All right, so we'll go 
Crumble? Nope, that was already one of them named. Ah, all right. So we'll go. I'm not sure if he said wax. No. All right. So we got wax, um, honeycomb. I don't know if anybody uses this term slap and pull if it's really used for stab or concentrate, but it is a terminology. Um, ooh, uh, oh my gosh. Man, I think he, he got it pretty much all of them. Uh, crystalline and diamonds. Ooh, okay. So you actually got five more too, so we will give you some points there. Alright. Next up, what is sauce? What you got, Pot Talk? Well, like, do you mean like what is like what do you put it in? Not what do you put it in. What is sauce? What is it like? Like it's uh, it's like terpenes. It's uh, like the stuff you put with uh, diamonds. Uh, it's like uh, use CO two to extract it. It's like a frozen. I don't know, like flash frozen flour, and then you blend it. With I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> okay, so you did all the explaining you could, and because you gave us a pretty thorough explanation, we'll take it. It's a byproduct of making diamonds. You told us the process, you mentioned diamonds, you got all the things, you get the point. Sweet. Next up, whose communal residence and office resides on 710 Ashbury Street? Oh my gosh. Uh, Alright, so I have one of, it could be either or, it could be totally wrong. I want to say Teacher Chunk or Grateful Dead. I'm not sure which one it is, honestly. So, <laughs> uh, gonna guess answer Grateful Dead? You went with the right answer. Yes. It was the Grateful Dead. Yes. Next up, what's a carb cap? Oh, there we go. Oh, okay, what you got, Pot Talk? <laughs> uh, the carb cap is something that allows for a better airflow uh, for your banger. Uh, often, sometimes I use a little turp ball, and it allows it to spin a lot quicker. And it may even like help with the taste of the, the whatever you're dabbing as well give you the point on that one. That was a pretty good explanation. Next up, who dropped the songs Boil That Oil and 710? Uh, would it be Cottonmouth Kings? Who was that again? Uh, Cottonmouth Kings. Ah. Uh. You have a guest pot talk. Um, just taking a wild guess here, but uh, burner, <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> that would be a pretty good guess, honestly. But this was from this guy that 
we've never heard of before. And honestly, we couldn't find the songs either, but it was called Task Rock. Well, he's called Task Rock. And yeah, that, these pretty obscure rap songs that uh, apparently exist about dabs out there. <laughs> That's cool. I have to check that out earlier or later after yeah. this. Hey, right? I'm going to have to search that on Apple Music because that actually threw me off completely. Yeah, look up Task Rock. See how many plays he gets monthly. <laughs> Are you looking for some new goodies to spice up your stash? How about some expertly made and lab-tested baked goods and other innovative infused products that have been made from scratch with plenty of love? And hemp, too. Well, how about you check out Smoke to Smoke's affiliate, Snapdragon Hemp. Based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, Snapdragon aims to bring an exceptional variety of infused products right to your door. They've got some delicious classic standards like cereal treats, cookies, brownies, and chocolates, but they've also got some hemp-derived Delta 9 slushies and peanut butter, Delta 8 infused honey, and even THCO maple syrup. Where else do you know makes fantastic eccentric goodies like this that taste so good? Nowhere but Snapdragon Hemp. And be sure to check out their site, snapdragonhemp.com. And to save a little bit of cash off on me, use code SMOKE2SMOKE at checkout. That's S-M-O-K-E, the number two, S-M-O-K-E at checkout. Enjoy! So, next up, for this next game, we'll be playing a Smoke to Smoke classic. As a refresher for the game, I'll be going through a list and you've got five seconds to buzz in and tell me if it's a strain or if it's a thing. If you guess correctly, you have the option to score an additional, additional point if you can tell me whether the strain is an indica sativa or hybrid or a combination like an indica dominant or a sativa dominant hybrid. Now, for thing, however, you will not be able to get a bonus point if you tell me what the thing is, because all of these are based around breakfast items. Any questions before we get started? Nope. I think we're pretty All right, so get your buzzers ready, and just so I know, um, let, let's clarify. Indy, hit that buzzer. Let me, let me get a taste of what that sounds like. Gotcha. Okay, just to make sure. And pot talk? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, <laughs> so we got everybody's buzzers at the ready. First up, Reese's Puff. Is this a strain or a thing? Pot talk. That's a strain. What? Oh. Wow. Next up, right. Juice Box. Is this a strain or a thing? What you got? A strain? Now you have the option of getting a bonus point. What type of strain is it? Uh, would it be a hybrid? Ah, it's a sativa. Oh man. And uh, just for the record right now, sorry if you could hear it in the background. It appears we're getting um, attacked by a hailstorm outside. So there might be a little oh, bit geez. of thumping and bumping, but we're safe inside. All right. As long as you guys are safe. So next up, scrambled eggs. Is it a strain or a thing? Ooh. Hot talk. 
Ate. Next up, Honey Smacks. Strain or a thing? Empty. Uh, thing? Next up, green tea. Strain or a thing? Pot top. That is a thing. You get that point. Next up, lemon marmalade. Strain or a thing? What'd you get, pot top? Strain. What type of strain is Uh, I'm going to go with hybrid. Hybrid. It is an evenly balanced hybrid. Next up, avocado toast. A thing? It's a thing. Next up, French toast. Hot talk. A thing. <clears throat> oh, it's a strain. French toast okay. is a sativa. That sounds so good. It's, <laughs> it's a very creamy strain I've gotten to try. Um, I believe it was when they were doing the buy one, get one for a penny dab sale um, at one of the local oh dispensaries God. here. But oh my goodness, it's such a, it's it's a very nice one. It's a nice Does way. Does it taste exactly like French toast? It doesn't taste exactly like French toast. It's got like a buttery taste to it, but overall it's kind of like a mild taste. And like like I said, it's something good for like the daytime. Hear you. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Next up, banana smoothie. Strain or a thing? Pot talk. That is a thing. Next up, frosted flakes. Strain? What type of strain is it? I want to say uh, indica. Next up, Frankenberry. Strain or a thing? Pot talk. Strain. What kind of strain is it? A hybrid. This is an indica. Frankenberry. Next up, almond butter. Oh my god. A thing? That is a thing. Next up, honey bunches of oats. Pot talk. That is a thing. You are correct. Y'all are just flying through these, doing great. Next up, <laughs> blueberry muffin. Pot talk. That is a strain. What kind of strain is it? That is a hybrid. What kind of hybrid? That is an indica dominant hybrid. You get the point on that one. That was a close one. All right, next up, grapefruit. Uh, Indy. A strain? What kind? It is a sativa dominant hybrid. Did you say sativa? Yeah. Yes. You get the point. All right, next up, pancakes. That is a strain. And I'm going to go with the sativa dominant hybrid. 
It is an indica. Raspberry parfait, strain or a thing? Indica. It would be a thing. It's a sativa. Oh. I haven't heard of this one. Me either. I've actually not heard of a lot of these. Def definitely had to do some deep diving for these because I was not expecting there to be so many different dessert or my bad, so many different breakfast strains out there. Yeah, I've had pancakes and frosted flakes, and those are both pretty good. I have not had the frosted flakes. Is that one more of like, how would you describe it? It was very. The appearance was very like frosty, and the hairs were just orange, like the like the frosted flakes. <laughs> And uh, it was it was like a cream, it, like a hazelnut cream uh, flavor. Okay, okay. So next up, cottage cheese strain or a thing? Hot tar. A thing. What about iced coffee though? Is that a strain or a thing? Mm, pot talk. Uh, I'm gonna go with a strain. No. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a good strain. <laughs> it does. Orange juice, strain or a thing? Pot talk. A uh, strain. Sativa. It's an evenly balanced hybrid. Oh. Omelet. Strainer. Oh, pot talk. Uh, thing. Ooh, all right, y'all. We are at a tie right now. 21 to 21. Oh. For the final oh, cool. question. Buttermilk biscuits, strain or a thing? Hot talk. That is a thing. I have actually talked about this strain on the show. Actually, I believe that was one of the strains I got to post before the intense shadow ban, just because I really love the bud structure of it. Really nice, chunky, round bud. Wasn't like, it was like dense, but it wasn't like rock hard. And okay. it just like it broke apart so beautifully. It's it's one of my favorite smokes that I've gotten from the Arkansas Medical Program, and I definitely miss it. Oh wow, they had that in Arkansas. Yeah, it was called Buttermilk Biscuits. Here we go, like the Serbian kind of song. I need to try strains out there in Arkansas. Oh, uh, yeah, they had a de definitely a good selection out there, but I've seen so many more out here in Colorado. I thought that they had a pretty diverse selection in Arkansas, but I didn't notice a lot of like, oh, here are the new flavors and stuff like that. I didn't see that nearly as often as I do here. Right. All right, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, it's Cadaver from Smoke to Smoke. I want to give y'all the 411 on a company with great Delta 8 and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. If you're looking for some high quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. 
the boys over at Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of quality rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, topicals, and even gummy sampler packs for you to try out just a taste of some of their delicious cannabinoid treats before committing to a bottle, check out Moonwalker. And when you go to the site, don't forget to use the code smoke to smoke 420 to save some cash the next time you want to stock up your stash. Again, that's S-M-O-K-E-T-O-S-M-O-K-E-420 to save a little bit off on me. It means a lot. For the second and very last smoke break, we gotta talk about the other pickup that I got from the same dope dispo hall that I've been sessioning on lately. If you haven't heard of it, you might want to start looking around for it at a local dispensary because I certainly enjoyed it as a mildly hazy all-day strength. Without further delay, let's talk about Fish Scale by Nine Extracts. Scale is a sativa-dominant hybrid cross of the Cube and Legend OG. This strain delivers a powerful and uplifting high that is perfect for daytime use. It hits me as a slightly hazy all-day strain due to how it gave me a bit of an edge up on my ability to focus and be creative. Many Canna consumers report Fish Scale also gives them a gentle relaxation that eases tension and stress. Medical canna consumers often choose fish scale for its ability to combat symptoms associated with lack of appetite and anxiety. This strain also happens to be a very smooth smoke, although it does have a ability to make me cough just a little bit occasionally. It's not from an intense pepperiness though. The color of this sugar wax was a brighter gold and yellow with more of a liquid consistency that was still easy to work with but less easy than the gelato runs. The taste and aroma on this batch were also noticeably more mild but with a touch of sourness and diesel. It was very faint though. That's all I've got for this smoke break. Now let's get back to the episode. So, finally, for our very last game, we're testing your knowledge yet again in this last challenge. This time, we're talking about dab vocab. For who do you think I am, this hazy host right here takes on the first-person voice while describing a series of dab-related terms. Contestants have up to 10 seconds to guess correctly what each term is for a chance to win. Okay, so for our first one, I am a terpene-rich concentrate made from fresh frozen cannabis buds. What do you think I am? I think you're live rosin. Or... Ooh, uh, so? I know that's wrong. That's totally... I talk. You were actually pretty close. It was live resin. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
As soon as I said RSL, I was like, why did I say that? As soon as I heard uh, Flash Frozen, I already knew it was something that was live. Because anything that's ever Flash Frozen is always going to be live mm-hmm. in terpenes. So you were close. You were close, but not close enough. Next up. People love me because I am arguably the best method for dabbing. And why, you may ask? Because I allow consumers to vaporize more of the terpenes in their dabs compared to higher temperatures, which instead burn off these aromatic compounds and waste the wax. What am I called, and what's the maximum temperature you can use when you dab with my method? Pot Live. Live rosin. I heard not not burn that big. Well, I mean, I guess you could burn it at a high temp if you really wanted to. All right, Indy, do you have a guess? (laughs) No. Um, I would say, all right. So I would say dabbing or vaporizing. Okay. Um. So nobody gets a point here. I probably was a little bit too, um, I, I probably did too much with this question, so that's my bad. The correct answer for the correct, for the method that I was talking about here was low temp dabbing. And that temperature oh you can dab oh. at before it's considered a high temp dab would be a maximum of 600 degrees. Okay. Ah. I think I thought about it too much. <laughs> okay, so next up. I am a type of concentrate with a glass-like consistency and a translucent amber appearance. What do you think I am? Diamond? What you got? Live sauce? I actually know the answer. Shatter. (laughs) Yep, I knew it. Next up, I am a type of high-potency concentrate made using butane as a solvent. What am I? Pot talk. Shatter? I don't know what's happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Wait. Wait, 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 wait. We might have to give you a half point, but uh, Indy, what, what is your... I would say BHO extract. That's what we were looking for was BHO extract. I was about to say if um, Shatter was a type of BHO, then I was going to give you a half point. That's fair. Let's see. Let's see. Shatter is also known as BHO. So, since it's also oh. known as, we will give you the full two points there. Oh, my bad. Full one point. My bad. Next up. Sweet. I attach to a dab rig and get heated with either a torch or an email to vaporize concentrates. What am I? Uh, banger? You get the point. And finally, I am a solventless hash oil made with 
full melt bubble hash that was made with freshly frozen cannabis. What am I? Pot talk. Are you talking about what it's called? Like solvulus? Yeah. What What is this type of concentrate called? Live rosin. You did it. Nice. <laughs> but oh, we have an issue here because it seems uh -huh. like we have a tie, twenty-three to twenty-three. Oh my gosh! We weren't actually expecting this to happen, so um, um hmm. let's see, let's see. What do we do? The suspense is building. What year was the first 710 cup originally held? First one to guess will get two points and take it home. Pot talk. 2009. Oh, uh, 2017? Mm, okay, weren't really expecting both of y'all to get it wrong. Okay. Um, the correct answer here was 2013. Ah. Ah, so. Um. The only thing that I really think would be fair here to do is try to work on getting both of you guys some prizes. So. I'm done with that. Okay, okay. Well, we will make that work. So we will have to come up with a second little dab care package. Um, being blindsided by this turn of events where both the guests have done a great job today. Nobody's gotten just completely wiped out like it was in 23 to 1 or anything like that. So thank you guys so much. You guys did a great job. So just a refresher, the main prize going out um, will be the dab port. Um, dab tool that was the chrome rainbow colored and the little hamburger um, dab container as well. So we will get that sent out to y'all as soon as we get everything coordinated. So we will work on that after today's show. And thank you guys so much for joining me today. It's been really fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. And just know you guys can come back anytime you want we'll definitely be doing more of these puffin plays in the future so just give us a holler if you're interested in coming and joining the fun great definitely yeah, sure. awesome. all right y'all well y'all have a great day and i'll see y'all around thank you you too you too question you want to ask or submit an idea for a future show, email me at smoke to smoke 420 at gmo.com or send me a voice message on Spotify for podcasters. Please be sure to give the show a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, I've got some news and it's big, so gather your friends around. Guess what? Did you know that Smoke to Smoke finally has its own website now? It's been a process a few months in the making, but SmokeToSmokePodcast.com is finally ready for you to check out and get your fill of all things Smoke to Smoke Productions has to offer. All the episodes, my favorite, and even some never-before-seen canon content I've created alongside the classic catalog of Anatomy of a Strange Post. 
And don't forget to follow the show's socials, Smoke to Smoke underscore podcast, for the latest updates when the episodes air and glimpses into my can of adventures and what I might be smoking on that day. The podcast is currently hardcore shadow ban on Instagram, so I'll have severely nuanced how often I post on there as to not get the account disabled. You know, better safe than sorry. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to this week's bonus episode of Smoke to Smoke. I hope y'all enjoyed the fun and festivities of the kickoff return of Smoke to Smoke's very first puff and play in such a long time. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream and don't forget to keep your eyes peeled for the next puff and play promo so that if you're interested, you can join in on the fun too. The games are open to anybody that has an Instagram as that's the main method of communication that we use while coordinating these events. That's all I've got for this week. To all my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Happy 710 Day.